When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with crunch. Davis, you're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this evening. How are you, Keith? Oh, I'm fine, my friend. Fine. Keith Dover has been sporting Arsenal since 1887. It's absolutely true, Alan. You know, Herbert Chapman was a great in- innovator. He was ahead of his time, mm-hmm. and just before he died, he he looked me in the face. His tears in his eyes. He said. Dovey, he said, promise me, promise me, you will never listen to any other football club's social media stream ever in your life. And I said, Herbie, I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you? Do you mean the radio or the newfangled television? He said, no, I had no idea, but I swore to God, and I've never listened or watched anything of any other football club ever in my life. And I promised him. And I, I've stayed firm with that promise ever since. Wow, that's extraordinary. He really yeah. was a he man was of great foresight time. ahead of his yeah. time, wasn't he? Ahead Remarkable. <laughs> Herbert Chapman, ladies and gentlemen. And Damien Harris is here. How are you, Dean? Hey, Midfield General? You're right. Late substitution. Uh, Tyler Pula uh, injured in the warm-up. Picked up a knock. <laughs> Picked yeah. up a knock two minutes before recording. Always. Yeah, I was just having a fag <laughs> and a pint and it got the call. <laughs> oh. uh, I wonder so, if he's yeah. a bit depressed about Nigeria getting knocked out of the AFCON. Possibly. Who, who did they get beaten uh, by? They got beat by Tunisia. Oh. And Tunisia have got an Arsenal player in, in their ranks. Who hasn't? Oh, is this a quiz already? Uh, it's a quiz already. Name the uh, name the Tunisian Arsenal player. He's yet to play for the Arsenal oh. first team. It's part of our under twenty threes. Shit hot under twenty threes side. His name is Rekic. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. Go. So he had a, a couple of options. I think he could have maybe played for Holland or something. Anyway. He's out there. He's out there. That's Alex Wobi got a red card. Extraordinary event. Yeah. In Nigeria went down. I think it was a goal yeah. to nil. I don't think I ever saw Alex Iwobi tackle anyone, let alone do something oh, red cardish. I mean, how did he get a red card? I don't know I what don't he did. Know. I haven't seen it. No, I have not seen it. So we thought we'd talk about uh, the theatre. I've been to the theatre the many theater. times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am now I, officially. I would say I'm a doyen. Are you? Oh, oh yes. You not, got a, doyen not a do- not a doily. Uh, yes, I'm a doyen. <laughs> I've seen. Uh, the shark is broken. Recommended that, yeah. not without incident. Funny enough, it's only I can go to the theatre and end up almost in a punch up. 
Oh, oh, not another almost punch-up. Well, the show... Your speciality. Yeah. The show's about to start. Here's the irony. Some guy brings in a massive packet of crisps and starts... Oh, no. And, of course, this is it. Now, Linda complains, right? To the the, the bloke or to the establishment, the management? No, to the guy behind. Oh, verbally or did she pass him a note? Well, she just said, excuse me, sir. You know, in a very quiet, polite voice, excuse me. He tells her... So, F off. Use F off? Yeah. What theatre was this? Canning Town, Odeon? No, the Ambassador's <laughs> Theatre up in, up in London. What theatre? At the Ambassador's. The Ambassador's? I think it's the Ambassador's. The Ambassador's? He should be having Ferrero uh, at Rocher. Exactly. Who brings in packets of crisps? So Start give... telling, the, telling the audience to F off while they're eating their crisps. Yeah. Sort of a hooligan is this? <laughs> so I say to him, me and you... Interval outside. Did you hear sixty-two-year-old oh, no. with a bad knee still offering people out in the stalls? Well, hey, nobody, nobody tells my Linda to fuck off. No, right? no one does. I draw the no. line there. Even, even you, Keith. Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially, especially <laughs> not you. And what happened at the interval? Fast forward. Well, there was no interval. That's the thing. Oh, right. so, oh. so the whole, th- whole time, I'm getting wound up. First ten minutes. Luckily, the play was so good. By the end, I'm quite happy and cheerful. So when it finishes, I turn around, matey boy shoots out, doesn't he? He's oh off. well. Yeah. Oh, I was I was really hoping it was going to be Teddy Sheringham. Oh, that yeah. would have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it turned out good. it was Teddy Sheringham. Sheringham. Well, we could. Uh, Jay will edit that for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what that's part that's part of what's led to your being a doyen. A doyen, but it was Linda's birthday. Now there's a. A friend of ours, he happens to be a Spurs fan, but uh, he works at Covent Garden or Prowse. Uh, I think this was a ploy on his part. Yeah. He gets two tickets for the marriage of Figaro. Linda obviously wants to go. I go. Three and a half hours of Italian opera. Oh, oh no, nice. Yeah. One song in, I didn't have a clue what the hell was going on. I had no idea. Characters come in. You don't speak Italian, do you? It's one of the few languages you haven't mastered. The few, one of the few. The thing Along is, with English. it's not like a regular musical. <laughs> three minutes of singing and then a it's bit It's not a musical, chat. no, it's an opera. I know. They sing for 10, 15 minutes. One song. It's like, for the love of God, can you finish? You know. Did you shout that? No, no. I in sat the, in the seat, tried to fall asleep, but God, I, they're so loud, you know. <laughs> fair play to them, you know, they've got some lungs on them, especially the birds. But, uh, oh, oh shouldn't say that, that's not very woke, is it? But, uh, you know, there's some hefty women out there. They know hefty, there are some hefty women out there. Yeah, they know how to bang out a tune. But... They bang out, they do. That's the opera in a nutshell. <laughs> then I don't, then we did you look Jersey's it up in the dictionary, that's what it says. Yeah. There's some hefty women out there and they know how to bang out a tune. It's not like a musical. <laughs> and you can't understand a word. Yeah. <laughs> Kate Dover, Walthamstow. Yeah. Well, you join us, listener. You join us in the uh, Arsenal end of season podcast. We'll be looking back over the uh, season at the highs and the lows, the peaks and troughs, the troughs, the troughs, the further troughs, and the lows. And, uh, and we're, lo- we're looking forward, of course, to the summer and with all the signings we'll make with Big Stan's money is going to pump in. And, uh, and we'll go again. We'll go again. That's what they like to say, isn't yeah. it? The yeah. football managers. We'll go again uh, in August. I don't think we can go down. We're quite high up the table. We feel secure. So yeah. we can now just coast through till May. I mean, in a way, yeah. it's relaxing. 
Yeah, it's been a pretty terrible January. All, all, all of our worst fears came true. Short of short of losing to Burnley, which we nearly managed to do. It was close. Yeah. It was close. Um, we uh, everything went seriously badly wrong. <laughs> we, we we had the nil nil against uh, Anfield. That was a that was a positive. That was a heroic uh, ten man oh. defence low block. Oh yes, yeah. reminded you spawns. of the uh, cup run, the twenty twenty cup run, where we did a bit of low blocking and yeah. Had a, oh, in those days we had a lightning quick forward with brilliant finisher. Who was it? Oh, was it? Franny, Franny Jeffers? No, no, it wasn't Jeffers. Um, what was his name? Quite tall. Um, Ali um, No. Oh, mm. God. It'll come to me. Mm. Sort of like a Martin bit like, Hayes. Uh, Martin no, Hayes. No, much better than that. It was more <laughs> like sort of, a, I honestly, it was top draw. It was like sort of a, at an Elka level. Like, seriously good. Right. Cool. Uh, I can't remember him He now. sounds good. Anyway, he scored twice in the semi and twice in the final. Unbelievable goal. Brilliant. It was brilliant. It'll, yeah. it'll come to me. It'll come to me. But anyway, so we played at Forest in the Cup and we oh. were shit. I mean, shit. really Shocking. shit. And really, it frankly, it gave opposing knife crime a bad name. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it did, didn't it? Because Why you... did we wear Real Madrid's kit and then perform like, I don't know who, who's terrible, who wears white? It was a bad, it was atrocious performance, and I couldn't understand how very odd. What I don't get about the way things have been in the last few games: the Liverpool game at home, the Burnley game at home, the Forest game away. When things aren't going very well, you can't get forward, you can't get in their half, you can't get in their box, you can't get any shots off. Why things don't alter? Why? Why the tactics don't change? Why there aren't a few people swapping positions, trying different things? They just lock into this is what we're going to do. Martinelli stands on the touch. There was one point in the game the other day where Martinelli was on the touch. Somebody says clearly told to stand there with chalk on his boots, chalk on your boots, and uh, Saka on the other side. And Martinelli literally had his hands on his hips watching the game. And behind him were two subs standing in the same position. I mean, he was having as much effect on the game as one of the subs warming up because he's just been told to stand there. He's, he's, he has to play on the left wing for the entire 90 minutes. He's not allowed to move into number 10, swap with Smith-Rowe. He's not allowed to cross wings and swap with Saka for 10 minutes. They're not allowed to move about. And it's all Guardiola's ideas from up in his time at City. With them, when Liverpool played against us, watching the fluidity of their movement, watching Firmino pull out, go, pull short, come wide, Jota move inside. At one point, Jordan Henderson was on the right wing, so Curtis Jones came inside. They're constantly one and two touch. People are moving all the time. You never know where they are. They absolutely dominated proceedings. And we had this kind of rigid, fixed structure that's clearly been given to them on the way out the dressing room. This is how you have to play. And even if it doesn't work, even if we get to 90 minutes with one shot on goal and, and, a, and no... no no goals at all for a month. We're just going to stick with it. And it really, I've been as, as exasperated and frustrated as I think I've ever been. I was desperate for Martinelli to come off the wing and play down the middle. Desperate for Smith Rowe to go out the left. A couple of times against Burnley, when we had a couple, we ended up playing on the break against Burnley. And Smith Rowe was on the left by chance and absolutely roasted Tarkovsky and set up Lacazette and Mr. Sitter again. And that was the only moment, really, when we opened them up. The rest of it was god-awful, wasn't it? Really just dreadful. Well, well this this rigid way of playing, as you said, all the opposition have to do is say, listen, Martinelli's going to be there. Saka's going to be on that side. All you've got to do is keep stick with them and keep them there. And so as Alan said, if we was to 
change it up a little bit, suddenly now you've got to put it in the opposition's mind. What do we do now? But if you, if the opposition know we ain't going to change things, as soon as they nullify us, we're done. Makes their job easier, you know. And the sack of Liverpool just double teamed him, didn't they, the whole time? Get oh, over yeah. there. He's a danger man. Get over there, two or three of you, quick as you can. And they are quick. They come in a pack. They don't mm. muck about. Yeah. And he's, of course, he has to come inside every single time. Martinelli has to come inside every single time. What's the point of having these guys who are playing on the opposite wing on this kind of inverted winger thing if they're not coming in and playing more of an inside forward so they can make runs into the box like Freddie Jungberg used to do? What's the point of being out there so you have to take on a fullback and inevitably cut inside into traffic every time? But the red, as I say, the most exasperating thing, is it not bloody working? That's what drives you. If this isn't working, change it. Swap them about. Mm. Especially when, and I think... I think poor Saka looks absolutely knackered. Knackered. Um, we look knackered and we... Well, do you had, not, not think, D, given that we look knackered and it was plain, that when we started the Burnley game, why only swap? He swapped Tommy Yasuo out because he played him and he probably shouldn't have and now he's out for a few weeks. He puts Ben White at right back. That's an odd call. On the touchline, absolutely chomping at the bit to play as Callum Chambers, who played very, very well in the rear guard action at Anfield. He's been terrific at right back at times. We're playing Burnley. Play the guy. Give him mm. 90 minutes. Play Tavares. Put Nketiah up front. Put Lacazette on the bench. Put Saka on the bench. Put Tierney on the bench. And then if 20, 30 minutes to go, it's nil-nil, bring them all on. Bring Tierney and Saka and Lacazette on. And they've, yeah. they're going to do 20, 30 minutes. You've, then you're going to up the game. Why start them all, run them into the ground, and then leave yourself with nothing? It was apparent that it was a mistake. They played Thursday. They're knackered. Change four. Use your squad. These are experienced players. You know, they know what they're doing. Callum Chambers has been around for years. Just put him in at right back. Let him play. I couldn't understand it. Saka virtually needed carrying off at the end of that Burnley game. Yeah. I felt sorry for him. I was watching Arteta marching around, shaking hands with a linesman, and then he just sort of pats the sacker on the back and runs past him. Oh, you need to say some more than that to him, mate. Come on, the guy's dead on his bloody feet. He's been playing since the Euros. We played West Brom in the League Cup in the beginning of the season. He played soccer. We're playing their kids. We won 6-0. We didn't even need to take him to the Midlands. I feel like now they're going to say, oh, we're going to do some warm weather training in Dubai. Just let Saka lie on a sunbed for a mm. week. Can he not <laughs> by the pool yeah. playing it's, on a yeah. Nintendo Switch? Can he not? This is ridiculous. Um, I think Tierney, I think Tierney, yeah. I, I worry about his um, his skin out there in the, in the sun. Um, <laughs> make sure he's covered up. Look, factor 70, 80, maybe. Uh, and then, because he looked a bit knackered, didn't he? He, he didn't. Totally oh, knackered. He didn't beat anyone. He always no, came he, he didn't back. have a very good game, but they seemed no need, no need to play him in that game. Yeah. It, no need. Tavares is there. What have we got? Who have we got? We haven't got many players, but we've got some. Let's use this. Madness. Madness well, and maddening. Can't... But the really most maddening thing, sorry, Keith, and we, and we sat together behind the North Bank goal again, and it was, it was Lacazette cutting inside on his left foot. We can see him. We can see the goal. And we thought, just ping that top corner. Let's just smash it. You're an international centre forward. There's a chance. 
And instead of that, he passed it to Tierney, who then side-footed it into the North Bay. And we were oh, laughing, yeah. saying, well, if that's Ian Wright in that position, is he going to pass to Nigel Winterburn? Even if Winterburn's going, I'm free, righty, I'm free. Oh, F off, Nigel, you're in your <laughs> dreams, my friend. This is going top bins. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they said that's a striker who's just lost his hunger. But uh, Alan said, we've got Gwen Tuzzi out on loan, we've got Torreira out on loan, we could make the Niles out on loan. Why is he at Roma? He should be playing for us. We've got a midfield crisis at the moment and we've got players out on loan. I, I, don't yeah, make sense. I, I, I didn't, don't think, although maybe he should have, expect uh, Xhaka and Party to be suspended, maybe. Oh, come on, Granite, he should be suspended. Well, Granite, that's a given. Granite's a given. I said that yeah, before Granit, the Liverpool Jack game. I said, what point will silly bollocks, right, get get a red card or give a penalty? We have the WhatsApp evidence, uh, yeah. listeners. <laughs> Verify that. Yeah, that was very much called uh, Jacka's stupidity. The cards he picks up, the constant exasperating, leaving you in the lurch. You know, Sambi Laconga on his own in the midfield against Burnley with Erdegaard and Smith-Rowe told to play in front. And, you know, in the old system we used to have when it used to be Cockerland in front of the back four and in front of him was Mesut Ozil and Santi Cazorla. But did Mesut Ozil and Santi Cazorla push up on the opposition back four and wait for a pass? If it wasn't coming, would they not get on their bike and start moving about? Because they knew how to play football before they came to Arsenal. Erdegaard is able to get on the ball. Smith-Rowe struggles to get on the ball. You feel like he's following orders. Sammy Laconga struggles to receive the ball and move it on to these guys because he's inexperienced and burning is thinking they've only got one pivot which is the word that everyone's using these days they've only got one we'll just put someone on him and make his life difficult so they did they just yeah. made our lives difficult in a very predictable way and there was not Dished. enough movement or yeah we were not enough movement or fluidity and ultimately in the end entirely predictably just fatigue and exhaustion yeah and this african cup of nations it's not it's not been sprung on them they knew this was coming, and they knew that Partey and El Nenny would go. Then he said, why have you loaned out Maitland-Niles at the beginning of the window? Why didn't you wait a couple of weeks and then loan him? Oh, he wanted to go, and Jose Mourinho wanted to take him now. Well, it's not up to them, is it? <laughs> really frustrating. Very frustrating. Mm. And the window's getting a bit frustrating on the transfer front, because we keep trying to buy people who don't want to come to us. That's always tricky. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I admire our boldness in going for Flavovic. Flavovic, one of the world's most sought-after centre-forwards, the sort of left-footed Shearer from Serbia. Yeah. Um, Um, Doesn't want to come, does he? Well, I think he he wants to go to Juventus, doesn't he? I think Uh, is the... Or anywhere where you might win the league or the Champions League. I mean, let's face it, he can take his pick, this fella. I think we're bold. I'm pleased we're trying for him and making big offers and being serious and but it's increasingly looking like it's not going to happen mm, which, which is means a shame. is there anybody else we can get because at the moment we've got two strikers who are not striking anything they couldn't strike a match Aubameyang <laughs> and Lacazette could they you know uh, Lacazette just looks he looks a bit shot at the moment he shouldn't have he, started well? against Burnley he should have started with Eddie but then he brings Eddie and Ketia on and he plays him kind of left midfield I mean, it's not really up top with Laka. Didn't really go for it with two forwards in the last 10 mm. or 15. He carried on with the same system. And all of them, this is what bothers me about it, all of them seem to be lacking confidence. And when chances have fallen 
to Eddie. Uh, you think at Goodison when he hit the post with a header, you think in the cup at Forest when he had a sucker put it on his head and he somehow messed it up. Lacazette missing chance against Liverpool, missing a chance against Burnley. There's, there's no confidence. It can't. Pepe's got no confidence. Aubameyang is totally phased him out. Everyone seems to be. Reese Nelson, when he was playing for us, is on loan now. His, his confidence ebbed away. It, it seems to be a, it's a problem. Unless you're a real self-starter like Bakaya Saka, it seems to be a, a, a lack of confidence throughout the squad. I tell you who I... I Martin Erdegaard, on the other hand, yeah, he's playing well. I, I, I think he is really developing, and he was sort of one of the few sort of positives I thought of Sunday. Uh, I just love the way he's taking control and it takes responsibility, doesn't it? Wants yeah, the ball, he does. But do you not? Didn't it drive you mad? The amount of times he's on the ball, and you really are waiting. For that Jungberg run off the line between the centre back and the full back, so we can put you in. And the, I can barely remember a through ball in the entire Liverpool game and the entire Burnley game. He just he looks up. There's no pass in front for him to hit, and he ends up pinging it out to the far touch line. And I, there just there was so little penetration. I feel like if possession is at the expense of penetration, it's not working. The football is about penetrating the final third, getting in the box and getting shots off. It's not about keeping the ball. Mm. But I mean, I think I think Burnley had had three weeks to prepare for that. They were very, very well drilled, weren't they? And, and they were. We knew that, though. Performance, yeah. Yeah, but oh, this yeah. is, you know, they're, you know, they're first and foremost for them, away against a massive club like Arsenal with a huge budget that can outspend them about 10 to 1. The first thing is they've got to defend their goal and be organised and don't give anything away. And then they might try and nick something off a corner. They did it to us, didn't they, in the lockdown of that dreadful night when we had to, they were forced to sit in the rain despite there being 58,000 empty seats in the dry. And Aubameyang scored an own goal. Xhaka got sent off, of course. I mean, it's the same. We struggled up there <laughs> earlier in the season. We beat them 1-0 through a brilliant Erdegaard free kick, but that was the only real effort we managed. And, you know, it's so this previous with them stifling us. Yeah. So what? But why can't we therefore think, what are we going to do now? How, what are we going to do differently against this law? Or do we just go into it going, oh, well, this is going to be hard work. Keep passing it, keep your fingers crossed. Well, this is how it's ridiculous because you know you're going to get a hard game with them. As you say, Damien, that they've had three weeks to prepare. So you don't put out players that are potentially in the red zone. You put out the fittest team you can. And listen, Callum Chambers and Ketia, they should be able to play against the likes of Burnley. And of course if, they can. And, you know. Nuno Tavares is an absolute monster, super athlete. So is Chambers. Yeah. If you want power and running and energy to match Burnley, you've got it watching the game from the sideline. Mm. Peculiar, peculiar um, choices. Tell you what about but So my hatred of Ian Wone. You see, you miss this. <laughs> yes. You miss this when you go up and sit with your fancy prawn sandwich brigade. <laughs> do, do you miss it or are you actually going, I bet we could see, uh, Yeah, we could see Wone down there. Uh, listen, oh. where we sit is Block 32. Keith oh. and I were up in the uh, box, um, Frank Warren's box. So Frank wasn't there. It was Frank Warren, as you can imagine, is quite busy trying to sort out the World Heavyweight Division. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> she a lot of Zoom calls. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah well, I saw Wone, a ball fall to Wone and he picked it up and it was an Arsenal throw and he threw it 20 yards down the touchline and I thought, yeah. I, I oh. did imagine you 
I was already raging. Uh, The bloke bloke behind me, we worked quite well because I said, sit down, won't, or something like that. And he said, sit down, won't you, fetus? (laughs) (laughs) I heard you you made a child cry, Damien. Is that a rumour? I should apologise to the child uh, afterwards. It was Jay, but, you know, I thought he Sorry, Jay. Uh, but their their pit crew, utter shit. Yeah, one's a horrible these... human being. There's no doubt. Yeah, so it was. And he knows he is. He knows he is. Yeah, Wone, <laughs> Ian Wone and Steve Stone. That was his pit crew, and that's Stone and they had and matching tracksuits. Looked like they pit them up at Matt. But they are going to go down yeah. though. So you know, enjoy it now because they they are they're doomed. And one of the reasons they're doomed. It's because their centre forward had a twenty million pound buyout clause. Nobody ever imagined that someone would come and pay that for him, even though he's a good player, Chris Wood. And uh, Saudi Arabia have turned up, bought a club. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing they do is screw up another club, and and this has been the way of it. You can say, oh well, they got 20, 20 million of the Saudi money. That's nice. You could say, oh, it's a trickle down. But over the years, when super rich owners have come in, they come and take good players from other clubs in the Premier League and weaken the opposition. And in that one moment, they've probably condemned Burnley to relegation without Chris Wood's goals, even though Vidra and Rodriguez showed a lot of fight and effort. Yeah, mm, they did. Wood, Wood is a very good player and he'll do well for Newcastle. He might even help them stay up at the expense of Burnley, but they have got games in hand. Mm. So, But I was looking at their fixtures. They've got three home games coming up in a row. You think if they get nine points... Wow, you know, this could be interesting. Yeah. But two of them are against Liverpool and Manchester I think United. Their last, <laughs> isn't their last game against Newcastle, though? Last game of the season? Oh, it could be interesting. Right. Yeah, I mean, if it's a decider on that. You were going to say Westwood should have been red carded? Yeah, I haven't watched it back. I, strangely enough, my when I got in after my uh, two-hour train journey, the first thing I didn't do was watch... Match of the day. I so hear there is a program called it. Match of the Day. I haven't seen this program. I haven't seen it this several. year. I haven't watched oh, that. Just, I haven't seen it this been year. It's bad January. Come on, you two. It's not been that bad. <laughs> so dry January just... means no shots. <laughs> yeah. No. Literally. Not, not that sort of shot. Can you both have a drink, please? And, uh, it's Yeah. Um, I, I haven't watched it. But... He caught Tierney. He caught Tierney on the back of the leg with his studs and it looked nasty and the ref decided not to red card in the VARs there and he didn't get sent off. I mean, you're, you're clutching at straws really, aren't you? Do we do we have VAR at uh, Arsenal or do they have some kind of bizarre system when it comes to us? They look like, you know... <laughs> what they have at Arsenal is they have a courtroom uh, artist. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say so the referee is invited to sketch someone's done it with coloured pencils at yeah. the sideline yeah. and invited to look at, a, look at the drawing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or is it like a magic lantern slide or something like that some kind yeah. of and he's, he can only do Granite Jacker so that's why Granite Jacker keeps Granite getting... always sitting up yeah there's some yeah. artists are like that I can do him I can't draw him yeah. uh, I've had an email gents you like this Andy from Kent has emailed I was working as an assistant to an elevator repairman man in the late 1990s and we were called to fit a lift in a house in Goff's Oak. Set in a road of regular looking Victorian houses, this freshly built grey concrete and glass monstrosity looked like it was compensating for something. The owner... (laughs) was none other than po-faced footballer Edward Sheringham. No. We started, work- <laughs> started work on the lift. 
And after a few hours, we heard that the owner had arrived. We were working at the bottom of the lift shaft out of sight. Within minutes, the owner was shouting at the contractor because the light switch was two inches too high and then the windows, all sealed shut by design, were not the right level of tint. He criticised the plastering, the flooring, the door handles in a high-pitched, whiny voice until the contractor (laughs) eventually had enough and called Edward a fucking smelly see you next Tuesday with shit taste and, and walked out. At which point we started laughing uncontrollably. Edward heard us, but he couldn't find us, despite looking around and calling out, who's there? We kept trying to hold in our laughter, unsuccessfully, with Edward getting more irate. He kept calling and looking for us, and we started making ghost noises, things like Teddy and Woo, whilst rattling some chains. All made to sound better by the echo of the lift shaft. This went on for a good five minutes before he shouted at us to F off and left. The joke, sadly, was on us, as we couldn't get out. (laughs) As he locked the door and the windows didn't open. Uh, We managed to escape Indiana Jones style using the electric garage door. And we got back to our van to find out it had been ferociously keyed on each side and there was Ooh. some big green footballer grade flob on the windscreen Ooh. wow uh, I'll never email again Andy oh. from Kent oh, marvellous marvellous in a lift yeah. shaft it's like an episode of Scooby Doo wasn't it absolutely marvellous Joseph Paul's come up with a kind of unconventional quiz uh, it's more a question of opinion uh Free, long-time freeloading scum here. Hello, Joseph. Not so much a quiz, a series of queries about your opinion on bit part players inspired by some of my first trips to Highbury in the 90s. I would love to know your opinion on who was better out of the following pairs. Who was better, Mark Flats or Paul Shaw? Mm, that's a good one, isn't it? Mm, I only really remember Paul Shaw. Paul Shaw was, he was a a kind of a back. I wouldn't say no. bit part. This is more cameo, isn't it? I mean, it's... He was, yes, cameo, if you could say. Well, that. What was, Paul <laughs> Shaw was more of a sort of Ross Barkley type of inside forward. Mark Council Flats was tricky, skillful winger, a little bit mate the Nilesy, and uh, Paul Shaw had a bit more first team success. But if I had to be one of them. You know, if you said to me, you could be this player on Friday morning when you play with all the old men, I'd be flats every day of the week. Right, OK. okay. So many tricks, quite quick over the turf, but a little bit lightweight in the end. Yeah. Who's better, Eddie McGoldrick or Glenn Helder? Oh, Ooh. that's a good question. <laughs> better, better, maybe oh. worse might have been a better... Ah, <laughs> oh, well, I tell I mean, you, I have I'm going to go to forget much of this time. <laughs> I'm going with Goldrick on this. You're going yeah. with Goldrick, I'm are going, you? I'm going with Goldrick, yeah. Not I, the flying I, Dutchman. I, I, I will always go Dutch, so uh, I'll, I'll say Glenn yeah. Helder. You must yeah. like Glenn because he put that lovely cross in for Dennis's first ever goal. Yeah. Yeah, he volleyed, uh, volleyed I, goal I, I, against I, Southampton. Yes. So, yeah, I will go Glenn Helder just because I thought he was a bit exotic. And Eddie McGoldrick. Eddie McGoldrick, was he the deal, the dodgy deal? No. One, of, one of George's 
dodgy deals? Well, we don't know. Let's say we just don't know. But what we, what I do remember was that we were told when Eddie McGoldrick came that he could play sweeper, and I do remember finding that ridiculous when I heard it. <laughs> and I think he played sweeper for about half an hour before it was realised that he can't play sweeper for Arsenal. He <laughs> might be able to fill in there for Palace. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he scored a goal in the against Standard Liège in a seven nil win, and that was it. Yes, he did. And he did come on a sub in the Cup Winners' Cup final. He came on, and I think he carried the ball down to the corner flag when the referee blew the final whistle. Against Palmer? Yes. Eddie McGoldrick played? He did. Did play. he? He came on. I'm, I'm Googling on. it. Stato. Come on, Googling it. This is a fantastic. <laughs> this is a quiz question and a half. Okay. Who I came will... off the bench against Palmer in 1994? Yeah. Um, in the meantime, Sorry. did McGoldrick... Go come to us from Liverpool, or did he go to Liverpool after us? No, he came to us from Palace. I'm sure it was Palace. He came to us from Palace. Palace yeah. He did go to Liverpool, yeah. did he? Or am I just. No, you're oh, thinking Jimmy Carter, surely. Oh, okay. I found some website and it's not even telling me who came on. Who came on. He did. I remember Brian Moore. It's got the, it's got the starting. Do you want to have a go at the starting lineup for the 94. Okay, Seaman. Cup winners, cup final, yes. Seaman. Seaman and goal. Got to be Seaman and goal. goal. Lee Dixon. The back four picks itself, of course. Nigel Winterburn, Tony Adams, yep. Steve yep. Bold. That's right. Yeah. Ian Selly played in midfield. Ian Selly played, yep. correct. Uh, Paul Merson. Uh, Merson Paul there. Davis. Yep. Kevin Campbell. Uh, yep. Alan Smith. Naturally. Yep. One other. Perry, Perry no, Groves. No, no, no. Perry Groves. I would uh, say the ultimate unsung hero of Arsenal. Freddie Jeffers? No. No, 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 no. no. Iron. It's from Noran Iron. Ah, Noel Quinn. No. No. no that's he's three strikes. He's not from Noran Iron. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was your accent. Noran Iron. Scored in the League Cup final the season before. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tony Adams nearly yes. murdered him. Uh, <laughs> Morrow, Stevie Morrow played Morrow. midfield. Yes, and uh, they had in their lineup Palmer, Gianfranco Zola, oh, Thomas Brolin, and Faustino Aspria, and they battered us. Yeah, and we won one 0 So who did McGoldrick come on for? I reckon it. Well, I don't know because on this website it's not giving me the subs. So I'm going to another website. Talk amongst yourselves, listeners. I'm going in. Keith. <laughs> I, I want to just say now I've turned down the Watford job. I, oh, did you? Yeah, I, I said, listen, I don't want it. <laughs> Too much theatre. <laughs> Eddie McGoldrick came on for Paul Merson Whoa. in the 87th minute. There you go. Isn't that amazing? I've forgotten that completely. <laughs> and you can remember him carrying the ball to the corner Call flag. Corner flag, yeah. Well, 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 Eddie McGoldrick. Others, do you want to name? We had five subs. Do you want to have a go at the subs were? The other four subs? Subs? No. I'm going to say Perry Gross. No. No, no Perry. Yeah, no, he gone by Perry. Gone by I then. don't know. Perhaps he had. I don't I know. I think he had, yeah. I'll tell you. Reserve goalkeeper, blonde hair. Excellent oh, first name. Stuart. No, Alan. Yep. Titchmarsh. Miller. Alan Miller. Miller. Alan Miller, yeah. Alan Miller. Andy Linnigan. Paul Dickov and Ray Parler. Ray Parler. No, who are Ray Parler was an unused sub. Sub. In that magnificent victory. Happy days. Okay. Any more? 
anymore. Okay, yes. Yeah, so now the next one is Vince Bartram. Oh, my God, no, I just... Oh, Builder's bum, Dee. Oh, Dee got up and showed his ass to us. <laughs> I turned the radiator on, actually. That's, uh... Oh, is that Sorry, a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> is that prison slang? Vince <laughs> Bartram. <laughs> DJ slang. <laughs> Vince Bartram or Alan Miller? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Alan Miller. Yeah. Uh, who was better, Stevie Morrow or John Jensen? Oh. Yeah, good noise. It's mm. good noise there. Well, I've got to go Jen- Jensen on this, Joel Johnny. Yeah, oh, yeah well, I can't. How can you with Steve Morrow who scored that? Yeah, goal? he did score a goal in the league. Yeah, it's worth pointing out to listeners who, who are thinking, who cares about 1994? There are other podcasts where people talk about the current team. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. But we can't without blowing a gasket and having a cardiac arrest. So we're <laughs> going to talk about this team for a bit longer. Ian Wright was suspended. Yeah. Because he got ah. a second yellow in the semi-final against Paris Saint-Germain, who had a brilliant winger by the name of David Ginola, who right. Lee Dixon had a right ding-dong with. And Wright, he got suspended. And then the PSG player said to him, you're not going to the final. And Wright, he waited for him in the tunnel. Did he? Blacked his eye for him. Who's better, Cabadiawara or Yaya Sanogo? Cabadiawara. He must have, didn't he hit the crossbar and post more times than he ever? He hit the woodwork. Cabadiawara kept it in the woodwork. Never scored a goal for Arsenal. Yaya Sanogo came on against Hull City in the 2014 Cup final, played half an hour and extra time, and was great. Just hard running. Made a difference in that game. Gets no credits, not even remembered. But he did, he did play his part that day. Mm. So, yeah, oh, it's got to be Yaya for me. Who's yeah. better, Luis Boamorte or Christopher Ray? God, he's he's I cannot out, split he? them at that's all. A, God, I a, cannot. I oh. think Luis Boamorte. Really? Oh, I think he, Christopher Ray scored the semi-final against Wolverhampton. That's it. Yeah, crucial goals. Crucial goal. Was it Wolves? He got a goal against Wolves, didn't he, in the mm. semi? Yeah. He got a crucial goal, I think, away at Bolton. Smashed it in the top corner in the in the, in the run-in. And played in the final. Played mm. in the 1998 FA Cup final. Dennis Bergkamp injured. Ian Wright dropped to the bench because he could not play with Nicholas Anelka. If he played with Nicholas Anelka, it would just bollock him the entire time. And certainly didn't want to come short and try and put him through. So incredibly, Christopher Ray got the nod, but it worked. Yeah, a bit, a bit like um, Thierry was always like that with um, Reyes, wasn't he? Always looked like you, he was about think? to bollock him. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I always yeah, thought maybe. so. I, I always thought so. I always thought he was a, a bit stiffy with him. Yeah, no? maybe. maybe. We were talking Wonderful about player, Henry, you know when he came. We should have got him back. He shouldn't have gone to America. Why didn't we have him back and play him twenty minutes each game? We would have won a cup or something with him, surely, that year. Well, if you bring on Rebat, you kill Jovino. <laughs> or Shamak. Oh, what a loss that or would have been. Shamak. Yeah. With his yeah. snood. I, I made myself upset at the, at the weekend by saying if we brought Fabregas back, for Barca instead of letting him go to Chelsea he'd still be playing for us now age 33 he'd still oh. be running the midfield now <laughs> yeah. showing Samuel Congo what to do just bossing it still be the captain now but, yeah. um, what, what do you do? think about Jack 
I don't know what it looks like in training. Do you know? I've got no idea. But he's been training yeah. with them for weeks. Apparently, he's going to Dubai with them. Whether that's just to put sun cream on Kieran Tierney or whatever his job is. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, someone put a thing on Twitter. It was a picture of Jack and Aaron Ramsey, and it, the caption was worse the effect of six months. Why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we really are now. What are we playing for now? We're going to try and get top four? Is that what the game is? Is that what we're going to do with Sambi Laconga in midfield? And, no, and no I one don't. else? Well, you well, know, I think we've got a chance to top four. We have. We have got a chance got to top four. We'll have to win you, a few games on the spin, won't we? But you could say to Jack, uh, oh, sweet, mate, five grand. Go on, you play 30 minutes. You know, is it worth a punt? You know? I can't see why not when you're so short of midfielders. I can't yeah. when you've got a player who's that good. And he was a fantastic footballer, Jack Wilshire. Better than any of the current midfielders. The only one who could match him out of the current bunch is Thomas Partey. But he was as good as Partey at his best. You know, a magnificent Jack. midfielder. I oh, think God, it's about yeah. 30 I mean, or something. I don't know. That, but those Barcelona <clears> games... Yeah, but oh. whether he's totally gone and he doesn't, he can't move the way he used to, or he can't play the one twos, and he used to just roll past people, didn't he? Skip past them with the ball glued to his foot, and he was impossible to dispossess. He was amazing, and his range of passing when he played in front of the back four was incredible. He was a fabulous footballer, but maybe, maybe he's just not doing it in training, or maybe Arteta doesn't want him there. Do you remember when he played um, like the defensive midfielder? Did uh, Roy Hodgson play him there for England? Base of the diamond. Yeah, played him at the base of the diamond, and he yeah. was a, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. Yeah, oh, yeah, great Jack. player. So he's there. He's at Arsenal. He's he's training with them. I think you he's know, training them a bit. Honestly, if you see if he looks across and he's on the bench against Burnley, which is that be such a bad idea? It's not like he's forty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got to be. You know why not? I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, Pascal Seguin or Oleg Luzhny? Oh, Luzhny every day. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, come okay. on. He, you always love the horse, he was, you? Uh, you did. I'd say man of the match when we won the cup against Southampton. He definitely, uh, everyone Filled said he was for Sol be Campbell yeah. at centre-back. Oh. Oh, I've completely forgotten what happened in that game. Yeah, not a lot happened in that game. No, not the a truth. Lot. I remember what happened. We were in the star bar, weren't we? So We were in the star bar with the miserable Alan Hansen. Yeah. But what had happened was I think we'd beaten them 6-1 the week before and they were very anxious about letting in six. So it was a very tight defensive affair. Pires got a winner. Yeah. And we were wasting time in the corner. Mm. A little bit embarrassing, really. Mm. How could we cheer that? But we won 1-0. Hurrah. Yes. And finally... Who was worse? I can't even say who was best. <laughs> Paul Lydeson or Mikhail Silvestre? Well, well uh, Mikhail Silvestre is the worst signing of the Wenger. <coughs> 22 years of Arsene Wenger. That was a catastrophic mistake. Paul Lydeson. Hang on. There was another one. Who was the other Man United one that we got? Did we not get? Well, the other one at that time was Squillace. He wasn't from Man U, mm. but he brought them both in. These two ageing, slow French centre-backs. Yeah. Oh, we really did. I mean, Seagan did okay. He played a lot of games around the time of the Invincibles. Didn't really let us down. But he sold Matthew Upson. Yes. And um, and I thought, well, why have you done that? Why not just keep Upson? How Lydeson? I'm trying to think what he actually did. Did he actually play many games? Was well, what on? I remember about Power Lydeson was you were absolutely convinced that that was a dodgy deal because that was the time when George was taking the bung over the Jensen transfer and we bought this Norwegian guy in and never used him. But I think he was a right back. He couldn't get in the side. 
Andrew Doughty, who normally emails with anagrams, says, The Burnley game exposed all our weaknesses, both in the midfield and in the box. We have huge talent, but can't beat Forrest or Burnley, let alone Liverpool or Man City. We sorely lack attacking forward passing play that comes naturally to our true peers. With more red cards than goals in January and no silverware this season, how does Arteta fix this? <sighs> well... Fair well, point, can, Andrew. Can we have some anagrams? Yeah, can you next <laughs> instead time? Instead of instead of those, oh, I totally hear you. I hear where you're coming from, and many of us are voicing the same thoughts. But can you next time? It's a radical idea. I'm just throwing this out to the two of you. How about he buys a striker who knows where the goal is? Just <laughs> someone who can, you know, put it in the net. But the thing is, Keith, we have got strikers. But we don't create enough chances. We don't, we're not in the opposition box enough. We're so busy dicking around, passing it around in our own half, trying to make the perfect move all the way up the pitch instead of finding a variety of ways to penetrate the final third, of which there must be many, surely, when they're UA for coaching courses, surely there's all kinds of conversation about how to get the ball in the net, not just keep it. <laughs> I maybe missed that. Maybe I mean, it the Aubameyang thing needs to be sorted out because I would have thought if he'd been up to a lot of bad things, we don't know what goes with him, but surely other players would have leaked it out, a word to their agent, their agent goes to the press, and we would have heard stories, and everyone would be going, ah, that's why Aubameyang's being left out, that's why he's being frozen out of the team. But we're not hearing anything terrible, are we? No stupid stories here. This bloke said to me in a pub the other night, a bang out not playing because he did this. So, you know, why can't the managers just sort it out with him? Well, I, I don't know. Is he going to Dubai with them? I mean, I, I asked Arteta that and he said, oh, we'll see what the situation is. I don't know. It feels to me like it's a long way back mm. for the manager to bring him back into the team now. I mean, having so publicly thrown him under the bus... But I think the uh, the players' social media teams and their profile are so powerful. You feel you know they can start briefing against the club after a while. It seems it feels like a total mess. Doesn't mm. it? This is guy is yeah. a sensationally talented striker. His game's gone. The manager's fallen out with him. We can't score a goal. What what a shit show! I would like to say this has been a particularly shitty month. And I don't think it necessarily reflects the good stuff that we have done. And there are lots of mm. positives. And let's not get let a terrible month get in the way Do of that. Mm. I'm all ears. I'm all ears, my friend. Well, you know, we have been uh, good. Well, listen, there is some positive. Listen, the display against Manchester City was, was fantastic. And the rear guard action up at Anfield. Because let's face it, I thought... Oh, Christ, we're going to be hammered here. But in point of fact, we could have nicked the game actually up there. We could have ended up with a 1-0 win. But, you know, they held out. So that, that I was I suppose good. that fight feels so difficult to take because after that really excellent performance against Man City in that game, uh, up until the point where we had the pen and the red card against us, we were, we were winning the match and playing well. It's a lot of the, immediately against Forest. What mm. happened, you know, and and we've spiraled down again. So it just it, you don't know what you're going to get, do you? you? Don't know which Arsenal's going to turn up. Uh, hopefully they'll all have, get uh, their batteries recharged in Dubai and come back. Their next games against Wolves. Then yeah. they have about nine days they play Brentford. Then they have about two weeks off, and you know it's it's an odd period to be in February. 
and two Premier League games and everyone else is playing FA Cup or the League Cup final, the Champions League starts up again, Europa League starts up again and we're just sitting on our asses waiting to play Brentford at home. Oh, <laughs> <With> joy. <laughs> 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 in such a negative no, Nancy kind of way then yeah of course <laughs> but it's D, did you, you know we played Forest in the cup and we were fucking awful oh, it was un, I cannot why can we that. not really I last know. 20 minutes can they not say listen get it up there we have to score this is a joke what are we doing yeah. they're going to nick one in a minute on the break and we're going out here can you not see this is a cup you got to fight for it and want it there's no yeah. replay you got to win it on the day we just barely had a shot on goal. Well, we it didn't was, have a shot. I mean, it was, and the thing is, you know when you go to the forest odd, on a cold Sunday evening and you're playing these big, airy-ass footballers who, who have been around and know what to do, that that's the kind of team we need to put out. But we didn't, you know. We put out Charlie Patino. Yeah. Charlie Patino, clearly out of his depth, you know, struggling in, in a very difficult game to make a full debut in. Away at Forest in a cup like that, full house. Yeah. He's technically good and he did little things quite nicely, but, it, you know, it's frequently we say on this, what would Arsene do? Arsene would start Charlie Bettino on the left wing, just like he started everyone on the left wing. The player he reminds me of is Stephen Hughes, and Stephen Hughes had quite a good career at Arsenal but could never quite crack the Vieira Petit access to two of the best midfielders in the world. But he played quite a few games. He rarely got a chance in central midfield, but he played quite a lot of games on left midfield. And then we signed Edu and Gilberto Silva, and eventually he moved on. He played a lot of matches, uh, a lot of matches for Coventry City, and he had a decent career. But he was a talented midfielder with a good left foot. Could have been yeah. something, maybe. Um, and you look at Charlie Bettino, and he reminds me a little bit. This kid just put him on the left hand. The left-hand side. And that game, perhaps more than any other, I really was thinking that guy, Jed Spence, the big, powerful right-back, who's on loan from Middlesbrough. I don't know who Middlesbrough have got that they don't need him. You think, swap him over. Put Saka over there against him. Mm. He's, Martinelli's absolutely exhausted chasing this guy around. Let Saka get the ball at his feet, drop his shoulder a couple of times and see how he likes it when he's got someone with a few dummies in his locker against him. You know, to change it. Why not swap the wingers over? This is absolutely bloody basic. It's just weird. You watch the thing not working, not working, not working, not working, full time you're out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Tuesday Club. <laughs> You don't no, like him, do now, you? Please. Don't, don't. <laughs> Set it off the fence. You don't like him, do you? <laughs> no, we're going to win at Wolves, right? Because we always have great results against oh, Wolves traditionally. Molyneux yeah. is such an easy place to go, especially at night. Play Burton Leno in gold for a laugh. Yeah, now they're good again. Oh, God, they look hard to beat as well, don't they? If you watch Wolves lately, it's just... Uh, Neves was a player we were rumoured to be interested in, and he's a bloody good midfielder, isn't he? Holy smoke. And yeah. their strike is good. He meant if he's good as well. Well, we'll see how we go. I don't know. I don't know. That's... I don't come know. On. Up come the Arsenal. On. Come on. Fourth place is on. Forget Tottenham. Forget that. Forget that. The fact they yeah. haven't lost since Conte went there. Forget it. Forget it, that jammy win at Leicester. Forget that. Don't think about them. Yeah. 
Oh and God, that was annoying. Oh, wasn't he? I looked at me. Sorry, I was. You said don't mention it. Yeah, you yeah. Oh, I did, and then I mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. Tielemans. I love how we were linked with Tielemans, and then suddenly he's the worst midfielder in the world ever for giving the ball away. <laughs> I don't know whether you want to go into the postponement of the Tottenham game. Well, I feel like we're just playing the game, right? That's we felt like the Liverpool game. Had it gone ahead, we'd have played a weakened Liverpool team. And then when we played them in the second leg, apart from the boys away at AFCON, they were at full strength. So you could feel a bit hard done by. I don't know what happened with Wolves. I do feel as though the whole point of this was to do with COVID. Mm. And we had one COVID case. So what? Why? I could totally understand the Tottenham fans who are obviously seeing an opportunity to beat Arsenal at home. You think, well, they've, they haven't planned properly for the African Cup of Nations. They're down several players. They've lost two strikers and two midfielders. They're idiots. They've ballsed it up. And they've got that moron in midfield suspended. Or, you know, we're going to beat them. We're going to do them. Oh, well, they've got one COVID case and they asked for a postponement. Now, by all accounts, we did have. We couldn't put a side out if this new rule, which is you've got to have 13 players in the goalie or whatever, that, where that's come from, I don't know. But the game that came to my mind, Keith, was about 1980 when we were supposed to play Tottenham two days before a semi-final against Juventus, asked Tottenham to postpone it. They said no. We went over there with the reserves. Paul Davis made his debut. Alan Sunderland and Liam Brady played about half a game each. And we beat them 2-1. And we were in the away end singing Arsenal reserves, Arsenal reserves. <laughs> so we've got enough good players in the under-23s to put a side out and go down there and play. And it and it did look like we bottled it, you know. And I've this, this sort of feeling of playing the system, well, they did it to us, we'll do it now. If you've got a COVID outbreak and you've got six players who've tested positive, that's different. Mm. But if you've got one... You look like you haven't planned properly. And, I, you know, I felt a bit like, oh, what are we doing? Mm. Go down there. Yes. It's Tottenham. Come on. Uh, uh, talking of the under-23s, uh, we've got Wigan in the this EFLS Cup thing, haven't we? Yeah, that's that's going on right now, even as we speak. Oh, yeah. yeah. The under-21s are playing Wigan in the Papa John's Cup, is it? What's it, it called? It is the Papa John's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she want, she want me to look well, up. The well, if we, you know, we've got a chance of going to Wembley, isn't it? You know? Wembley, <laughs> Wembley. No under twenty one teams ever got this far mm. in this uh, in this tournament. Well, they did Chelsea four one apparently, didn't they? Here we are. Nineteen minutes gone. It's nil uh, nil. Oh, was it quarterfinals? Mm. I don't know. Quarter they have about final. twenty legs, don't they, in this kind of competition? Quarterfinals of the EFL Cup. I, I don't know. I think it's uh, probably goes to extra time and pens. Oh. Mm. Do you want to hear the other ties? Yeah. Hartlepool against Charlton, Ooh. Rotherham against Cambridge, Sutton United against Harrogate. So we're in with some, oh, big. In, with the, in with the big boys. Yeah, yeah. I could see a trip to Wembley there, can't you? We'd have yeah. to oh, he nice. loves a trip to Wembley. Uh, He's our key. <laughs> well, we'd have to support the under twenty one, surely, because the, the old boys ain't doing it. Because well, <laughs> like, they're, they're the well, under 23s yeah, yeah. It'd be quite funny if it turns out you can have one older player and Arteta picks Aubameyang. <laughs> And Harrogate can't handle him. That's four. <laughs> Surely oh. this is wrong. They've got to think of the rules of this competition. Arsenal exploiting a loophole once again. <laughs> think of the children. Will someone think of the children? We've got one COVID case. Call off the North London Derby. 
That would have been hilarious though if we had played it and beaten them. That would have been you know, guys coming out yeah. on crutches and oh, on hospital trolleys, <laughs> respirators. Yeah. It's it. We Going still around with an IV drip, iron lung. <laughs> Oh. Right, gents, let's knock it on the head. I'll see you in. Uh, probably we'll do one. I mean, we. it's been three weeks since we last did one because we kept getting postponed. We were going to do a podcast after the Tottenham game, but that got... Probably it'll be after Brentford, maybe. I don't oh, know. Yeah, we'll meet again. Don't know when. Don't know when. But it will not be in Europe ever again. Maybe, eh? The Conference League. <laughs> hey. See you later, See ya. Later. <laughs>